Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. We would also like to welcome those who are live streaming, especially Andrew Deskins, who is homesick, and Joe Lane, who is at his son's graduation. We miss you both and wish you could be here today. As you can tell, things are looking a little different today as our 7th through 12th grade youth group is leading the service. We hope whether it is your first time here or you have been here every week that you experience Jesus in a real and relevant way. Here are a few announcements as we get started. Sound tech training, May 22nd at 5 p.m. We need all the help we can get, so be here, please. <laughs> Save the date, VBS, July 11th through 15th. We'll take your kids and teach them about God. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Offering. There are white envelopes in the back of your chair. Put money in it, and as you leave, there will be people standing over at the door to take it. And it will probably go towards our mission trip. Now join us as we open our hearts and minds to what God has in store for us today. Let's get things started and bring a little joy to the house of the Lord. Right, let's get this started if everyone wanted to stand with me. Let's 
there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout your praise. Welcome to you, Sunday. Join us this morning as we read God's word from 1 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 8. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word today. Let us pray. Dear God, we'd just like to thank you for just another day of life, God, and just for this amazing opportunity, God, just to bring praise to your name, God, in this building. We'd just like to thank New Beginnings for just the opportunity to do this. And we just like to just bring just praise to your name, God, and glory this day. And just let the Holy Spirit guide all of us. And just in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. At this time, we'd like to release the children, toddlers through second grade. Third and fourth are going to stay here today. So toddlers through second grade. Too often we live isolated lives instead of actively loving others and the world around us. This short skit challenges us to step up, stop making excuses, and become people of action. Knives? Uh, thanks. It's not mine. Oh? Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's a problem. A problem? Really? Well, how long has it been here? I don't know. Ever since I can remember. It's not my problem, though. I'm just sitting here. Oh? Well, can I look at it? yourself out. I don't care. It's not my problem. But you might want to think about that a little more, though. Oh, why? Because I told you, it's a problem. I don't get it. Do you know whose it is? No, it's been here forever, since before.
So you don't know whose it is. That's what I said. I don't really care either. Well, someone has to care. It can't just sit here forever. It has to be somebody's problem. Why? Why does it have to be someone's problem? Just don't look at it. It's like it's not even there. There is no problem. I'm confused. So let me get this straight. It's not your problem. Right. And it's not my problem. Yep. So whose problem is it? Give it up for Madden Maddox for being in the box. <laughs> Every day we walk by the needs of people and communities around us and disregard them as someone else's problem. We think things like the pastor or the church will take care of that or the government should provide for those people. By turning a blind eye to the needs of people around us, we have a missed opportunity to serve the way Jesus did. This is why our youth group takes our mission to share Christ so seriously. I would like to take a few minutes and talk specifically about our summer mission trip and why it's so important in my life. While I'm talking, we will share some videos taken recently in Western Kentucky. When I hear the words mission trip, the first thing that comes to my mind is the best but hardest week of my life. The mission trip last year was the absolute best week ever. I will remember it forever. However, at the beginning, I didn't think that I was going to like it. The bus, round, the bus down to Jacksonville, Florida was long. We ended up getting the wrong Steve as our bus driver, but he ended up being the best. We got there a little bit earlier than we thought we would, so we sat and played card games, ping pong, and kickball for hours. Every game you could imagine, all without our phones. And yes, I just said, teenagers played games without their phones. I didn't think I would make it without mine either. By the end of the week, we didn't even care about them, and we didn't want them. A day on the mission trip consisted of waking up to clean up, clean up at 5 a.m. Well, only if you were in Mama Leslie's room. <laughs> going to breakfast, going to the work site. The work site that we went to was a woman's house named Beverly. We cleaned up all kinds of leaves and trees out in her front and backyard so that she could have a well put in after we left. She hadn't had any running water in about 18 months. We use as much water as we want and don't think anything about it. At about 12, we stopped working and eat bologna and ham sandwiches for lunch. We go back to their rooms, eat dinner. Side note, all of the food was excellent. My personal favorite, shepherd's pie. That's a joke. <laughs> After dinner, we then went to chapel and maybe some more card games. Chapel was one of my favorite parts of the day for a couple reasons. One, everyone is in the room together singing and praising the Lord. Two, you're with people from other places, not just your church. And three, I got saved the last chapel of the trip. It was the best moment in my life. This was my first mission trip too, so if that doesn't tell you how life-changing they are, then I don't know what will. This year we'll be traveling to Western Kentucky to do some tornado help. Everyone thinks that since it happened a couple months ago that everything's fine now and they don't need anything. That's not the case. People still don't have any places to live or supplies. We have hopes to help some people get back on their track where they were before their tornado and let them know that they aren't alone in this alone. There's so much more that I could say about mission trips, but I guess I'll stop there. If you would like to help support our summer mission trips efforts, you will have the opportunity to do so at the end of this service. There are white envelopes that you can place your offering in as you leave today. The most important support you can give us is prayer. Please pray that we can be a source of hope to the people of Western, Western Kentucky as we travel there this summer. Y'all stand with me this morning. Hallelujah In 
Have you ever felt like God couldn't love you, that your bad was too bad? For some people, something in their life holds them back from giving themselves to God. We want you to know that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. God loves you enough to meet you right where you are in the depths of your sin, but loves you too much to leave you there. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Caden. Ready for the Bible study? Sure am. Did you do the homework for the Bible study? Mm-hmm. So, Caden, look at me. So you answered all the questions for Romans 8, 38 through 39. Yes. Caden. Mostly. Mostly. Well, you see, the answer to the last question, it wasn't in here. The answer to the last question, what can separate you from the love of God, it's in there. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I wouldn't give you a question if it, it wasn't in there. Show me where it is in, Bible girl. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yep. Are your ears open? They sure are. I don't think you can handle it. I think I deserve it. Okay, here it is. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of Christ that is in our Lord. See, it doesn't say it. Yes, it does. No, it says nothing. Exactly. So you just proved me right. No, you proved me right. What? The answer to the something you're looking for is nothing. Hmm. Something is nothing. No, something, it's something. No, something is nothing. No, nothing. That's nothing. But nothing can be something. No, nothing is nothing and something is something. But something can't be nothing and nothing can't be something. But in here it is and it can. So you just want me to go in there and say nothing? Yes, and the specific nothing is neither and nor. Like nothing, neither nor. Nor, neither, nothing? <laughs> so you just want me to go in there and not say anything? No, I want you to say something. But what is that something? Nothing. Oh, I want to hit you. What? Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Yes, Caden. Nothing. 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 Nothing? Nothing. Yeah, but you don't know my nothing. It doesn't matter what your nothing is. Yeah, but your nothing, it's nothing. My nothing, it's something. I've got a past just the other day. It doesn't matter what you did just the other day or what you did five years ago. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing? Nothing. After Jesus rose from the grave, he confronts Peter about Peter's purpose. But Peter struggles to forgive himself knowing the mistakes he has made. Grace is God's unmerited favor to us. It's his crazy love. If you ever find yourself struggling to understand God's grace, don't stress about it. Even the disciples had trouble understanding it too. Jesus, I can't believe it's you. I mean, you're here and you're alive, okay? I was out there and I was fishing and I wasn't catching anything. And then I hear this voice and it says... Cast your net to the other side. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a fisherman. I know what I'm doing, but I'm not catching anything. So I cast my net to the other side, and the next thing I know, a gaggle of fish pops into my net. I'm thinking, this is a miracle. Who could have told me to do this? And so I'm looking out, and I'm looking towards the shore, and boom, there you are, saying, it is I, the Lord. And now you're here, and this is great. Andrew, man, come on, get out of the boat. It's him. Peter? Yeah? Do you love me? Yes, I love you, and you're alive, and this is great, and you're here. Then feed my sheep. Andrew, man, come on, I'm serious, it's him, get out of the boat! Peter? Yeah? Do you love me? Of course I love you, and I am so sorry about the whole rooster clucking thing. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant then, 
But I do now, and I am better for it. You can feed my sheep. Andrew, man, I know I'm smiling, but I'm serious. Come on, get over here. It's him. Peter. Yeah? Do you love me? Jesus, mere words cannot describe the passion that I have for you. I love you with all that I am, with everything that I have. You know everything. You know I love you. Good. Good. Then feed my sheep. You know, I didn't even know you had livestock. <laughs> but that is so like you, man. There's always something new. And that's what I love about you. Peter, do you remember the morning the ladies went to the tomb? Yeah, we were all in the upper room. And we were trying to figure out what to do. Because you were dead. I mean, you were dead. And we didn't know what to do. But then all of a sudden, here comes Mary, and she's yelling, Beehive! 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 And I'm thinking to myself, I'm allergic to bees. Keep them out. You know what I'm saying? But as she kept getting closer, we realized she was saying, He's alive! He's alive! He's alive! <laughs> and we're like, who's alive? And she's like, I was at the tomb, and it was empty. And there was this angel there. And he said, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. He has risen. And so then me and John, we hightail it out of there, and we're running, okay? If John says he beat me, he's lying, okay? <laughs> and I get there, and I get to the tomb, and it is. It's empty. And I'm thinking to myself, what does this mean? And John, he is so good with words. He should write a book. <laughs> he says, Peter, don't you get it? This is exactly what he said he was going to do. And you did it, and you're here, and you're alive. Peter, the angel said what? He said, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. And he is risen. And you're risen. You're here. The angel said what? He said, go tell the disciples and Peter. He said, go tell the disciples and Peter. You said my name. Why did you say my name? Peter, that's grace. No, no, I don't, I don't deserve that. You see, people kept coming up to me and asking me if I belong to you. And I was denying you left and right. And... I can't make up for that. No, Peter, what I did on the cross was to take what was unforgivable and make it forgivable. That's my grace. It's not about you. It's always about me. That's grace, Peter.
take this time in our service to recognize our volunteers. We realize the sacrifice that our adult leaders give in order to make Wednesday nights, mission trips, and everything else that we do possible. If you're a Wednesday night volunteer, please stand to be recognized. We'd like to take a moment to thank the guy who goes above and beyond to make our youth group what it is. From showing up to every FCA meeting, to attending band trips or sporting events, we know he's always in our corner. Chris Bartley, we love you and we're so thankful for your love and the way that you love Jesus. you can't think of Chris without thinking of his loving wife, Billy. Chris and Billy are a dynamic duo who change the world for the better and influence every life they come in contact with, whether that's cooking chicken noodle soup or opening up their home to strangers. With that being said, if you've ever been influenced by Chris or Billy in one way or another, will you please raise your hand? You both continue to touch lives, sometimes without even realizing it. Thank you for all that you do and for making our youth group a Jesus-loving family. There's a couple more individuals who go above and beyond to make sure everything runs smoothly. We'd like to thank Tim and Beck Smallwood for giving up their time to rehearse with our amazing youth band. We also appreciate Brandon Osborne for stepping in to play guitar this morning. And last but not least, we'd like to thank Jeremy Charles for running sound and video. Let's have another round of applause for all our volunteers. We wanted to take this time to answer a question that maybe some of you have. What is youth group anyways? On Wednesday nights, we tackle real-life issues and spiritual questions. We study about how to date, how to love our families, and be a friend in a manner pleasing to Christ. We ask tough questions such as, who is Jesus in your life? Are we making good decisions? Do we really understand the sacrifice Jesus made for us? And will we believe that sacrifice and accept him as our Savior? The most important thing our group does is learn to how to share our faith. Each week, we are given the opportunity during class to talk about times we've shared Jesus with others and we're challenged to step out of our comfort zones. We call this time Gospelize. 
If we're honest, sharing our faith isn't easy. One of the ways we're taught to share our faith is the use of an app called Life in Six Words. What are these six words you may be thinking? Gospel. G, God created us to be with him. O, our sins separate us from God. S, sins cannot be repaid by good deeds. P, praying the cross for sin, Jesus died and rose again. E, every, everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. L, life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. So six words. God, our sins, paying everyone life. The creator of everything we see is pursuing you and me. Won't you share the good news with someone today? You've heard the saying, he's carrying a lot of baggage from his past, or avoid her baggage. But think about it, baggage. We get it from other people by the things they do to us or say to us. And if we carry those things around, in essence, we carry baggage. We begin collecting baggage when we're just little kids. Hey, Collier. Hey, man, what's going on? I need to talk to you. Sure, what's up? Well, I was talking with the gang, and I was a elected spokesperson. What was the gang doing? We're going to build a treehouse. I've always wanted to build a treehouse. Well, you're not really going to get to. Uh, why not? You just can't build it with us, that's all. Why can't I? Uh, you're too fat. <laughs> what? Yep, for a five-year-old, you're pretty hefty. No, Mommy just says I'm chunky. No, peanut butter's chunky. You're fat. <laughs> mommy just says I'm big boned. Dinosaurs have big bones. You're fat. Mommy says I've lost a bunch of weight. Well, I think you found it. Sorry. Where's the button? You've heard that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, guess what? That's one of the biggest lies you've ever been taught. Words can cut so deep, and if you don't learn to let go of those words and realize who you are in Christ, essentially what we do is pick up baggage and carry it around. You see, we can't find our self-worth based on what other people think of us. We have to find it in our relationship with God and in himself. We tend, sometimes we tend to collect baggage once we're older, and it comes from people that are closest to us, like our best friend. Hey, Shelly, look, I know I'm supposed to call you on behalf of my buddy, but I feel like we really clicked. We talked for like three hours last night. I feel like you're my density. I, I want not destiny. I meant destiny. I know we don't know each other very well, but I think, I think, I think, I love you. I mean, I love you so much. I mean, I wrote a song about you, and I just wanted to sing it for you. Oh, Shelly, you're so pretty. I haven't quite figured out the words yet. But I think I'd take a picture of a guitar and that'd be pretty cool. Oh, I gotta go. What's up, man? Who are you talking to? My mom. You were singing a song to your mom? Yeah, my mom. She really likes music. Okay, because it sounded like you said Shelly. Yeah, that's my mom's name, Shelly. I thought your mom's name was Kelly. Shelly's her middle name. What the fart, Jesse? Your mom's name is Kelly Shelly? <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I gotta sing her songs because she feels bad about her name. Okay, cool. By the way, did you talk to Shelly? Your Shelly? My Shelly. Yeah, we talked. And? Well, she's not really going to be your Shelly. She's kind of going to be my Shelly. Now you look. You're supposed to talk to her for me. 
I told you since we were little kids that I like this girl. Now that you two are talk, now that you two talked last night, you two are going out. It's not like that. Don't let this come between us. Does she even like me at all? She says she just wants to be your friend. She just wants to be my friend, huh? I'd rather roll around in tax and soak in lemon juice than just be your friend. What are you doing? Come on, we're, we're best friends forever. Don't let this come between us. Well, forever just got a lot shorter. You're supposed to be my best friend, Jesse. Look, your friends are just trying to live life just like you are. And they may make some poor decisions, and you may get hurt by it. But if you don't learn to forgive, what you'll do is pick up more baggage. You know the truth about baggage is that we don't need other people to load it on us. We do a pretty good job of dumping baggage onto ourselves when we compare ourselves to others. We think things like, I'll never be as popular as they are. I'll never be, never be as talented as they are. Why can't I be as good at sports as they are? And when we listen to those thoughts in our heads, what we do is pick up more baggage. Or we find ourselves thinking they haven't made, and why is life so easy for them and so hard for me? I'm never going to make it. And when we buy into that lie, more baggage. Sometimes baggage can come from people who love you dearly, but they just don't realize that their words can hurt, cut like a knife. Son. Hey, Dad. What happened out there today? I don't know. The lights got in my eyes and the ball slipped. Lights got in your eyes. You know that cost us the game, right? I know. Lights got in your eyes. Ball slipped. The ball slipped. How many times did we packed at five in the morning before I went to work and you went to school? You guys, there were college scouts out there, right? Dad, the ball slipped. Ball slipped. Hey, coach. Yeah, Butterfingers here, right? <laughs> you guys took a fair game to play, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you trying? No. Don't cry. I won't. Get your stuff. Ball slip, Dad. No! Go get your stuff. I'll get the car. Is it okay for me to be disappointed in you? It's our dreams, right? Our parents, they don't mean to hurt us. It's just that they've got their own baggage. And when you don't deal with baggage, you pass it on. And for us, if we find our identity in anything else, then our relationship with Christ, when we hold on, we just collect more baggage. It gets uncomfortable, tedious. And our natural tendency is to want to dump this baggage onto someone else, but it always backfires. Hey, big brother, I was ready to... Whoa, wait a minute, time out. You know that's not what you're supposed to do. You didn't knock, you didn't ask, you didn't do anything. Go back out. Can I come in? Yeah. I was wondering if you could take me to my friend's school. You're not doing this. What? Look, just because you and your friends are in high school doesn't mean that we're going to hang out. Because I don't want people to, understand, to know that you're my little sister because you're a freak, understand? And if they find out that we're related, then they'll think I'm going to be a freak too. So I don't care how you get to school. I don't care if you walk, if you crawl. doesn't matter to me. But I'm not your chauffeur, understand? You know, it's not my fault that dad left. Why do you keep taking it out on me? Whatever. You know I'm right. Said I'm sorry. You're not sorry. You're just sorry I called you out. I'll just ride my bike. Sorry. In the midst of picking up more baggage and dumping it onto somebody else... We only managed to pick up more. And then there's this bag right here. It's my sin, my secret sin. And it's okay because nobody knows about it. And the more that I think I've got it under control, just maybe it's got control of me. So we live our lives trying to keep everything in balance, and the minute that everything comes unbalanced, it becomes a struggle just to stay afloat. But then we remember the words of Jesus where he says, I've come so that you may have life and life to abundance. But let's be honest, this isn't the abundant life. I can't walk straight. I can't keep my balance. But then I remember the words of Jesus when he says, Come to me who are all tired and weary, and I will give you rest. So that is what I want. Because I can't live this way anymore, and it's making me miserable. So I, ask, I say, Jesus, please, 
If you're willing, take this baggage from me because I can't live this way anymore. Please, take it. You know what? He takes it. This is great, right? Hopefully, as you came in, you were able to get um, a serving of communion. Normally, as we do this in this kind of setting, we ask our high school seniors to come and to, uh, to, to serve to, to, in one last act of service for you. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and have them come on down. They can sit right here. Just let them come in. Where are you at? seniors you can stand sit pick up my baggage right wasn't this this was talking about me so Jesus says come to me like a child um, and that's just wide open heart no filter just come and as we take communion, I'm reminded, I told this story earlier. Um, uh, we were on, we're, we're all invited to the table. Let's start there. You don't have to be a member of this church. Um, you just got to be earnestly seeking Jesus Christ. And I'm reminded when I say that of when I was little, I was a little bit rambunctious. I know that's hard to imagine. But we were at a family reunion in the breaks. And so come time to eat, and of course I'm over on the swing set, and I don't make it over exactly as everybody else is coming to eat. And so when I get over and I get my plate made and I go to sit down, um, there's, no, there's no seats left. And so I'm the little kid with his head down, holding his plate, right, got my lip out, like nobody loves me, you know. And I'm getting ready to walk away, and my papa, right, you know how good a papa he says, come here. And I go over and he puts me on his knee and I sit with him and eat. That's this invitation of communion. Our Heavenly Father invites us um, to come and dine with him. And so today, and we're going to do just that because in the upper room, he was with his disciples and he took a piece of of loaf. He took a piece of bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. And it's getting ready to be broken. But not just, just because, but it has a purpose. It's going to be broken for you. And even though he was talking to those people in that room, he was reaching through time to us here today. Then he took the cup and he said, this is my cup of a new covenant, brand new covenant, like all things are going to be made different. I'm making all things new. And so he took the cup and he passed it around. He said, every time you do this, remember me. So today we remember him. And we enjoy that invitation that is made possible only through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And so we take the loaf. And we eat it together. Then we take the juice. 
and we drink. Now I'm going to ask these guys to stay right here. And, and they're going to be, you know, like, like in one final kind of act of service to the church, and not just the, this church, but to the church, God's people. They're going to be praying for you guys. But I'm going to ask a special request um, that you pray for them. Because there's a whole world out there. And they're fighting for their souls. They're fighting for their attention. And so if you would, as, as the praise team comes back, please pray for them.
that's my king. That's my We would like to thank the congregation for allowing us to leave worship today. Thank you, Pastor Jared and Bethany, for leading the church and for your love and support. Thank you also to Adam and Amber for diligently to develop the lives of our young people and point them to the cross. We hope today you realize that Jesus didn't die just so we could live. He died so we could live life abundantly. And if we're being honest, all of what we carry with us isn't life abundant. What chains are holding you back from living life the way God wants you to? If you, if you think back to Paul, he, he used to want to murder Christians and wasn't a fan of them. But then as life went on, God worked inside of him and changed him. And I know we might just be young adults or teens, but God can work in us too. And he can work in you. This is a safe place for you to pray if you want to, if you want to accept God today. as we sing this last song.
the seniors real quick. Come up here. <laughs> so every year the seniors do a little something for Chris and Billy. All right, crying. Um, <laughs> so if you all would come over here. So, this year, uh, we can never thank you all enough for everything. Already crying? Okay. But, um, so, to say thank you, there's no other way than to write it down. <laughs> and for all of us to just tell you how much you've meant to us. Um, this isn't even the beginning. I mean, there's no way we can express everything. But um, they've been there every step of my life, personally. And, honestly, I don't know who I'd be without them. So, thank you all for everything. Um, so, real quick, we're going to Jared to come up and pray. Hey, guys, how about today? <laughs> today, I got to do something I honestly love to do, and that is sit on the back row. Because there was something beautiful today, because it was just a reminder. I feel it every Sunday, but this morning even more uh, about who's on the front row, who's in the driver's seat, and it's God. All right, I got to sit back there and just watch what God is doing through Chris and Billy's ministry, through these kids, and I, for one, am so thankful. Uh, this is a miracle, what's around this stage, what's in this place right now. It is more than evident that God is at work. So it's an honor for me to just get to pray. Turn our hearts to the one who makes this all possible. Uh, and reminds us our heart to make Jesus famous. Not me, not Chris, not new beginnings. Jesus is the most powerful name. He's the only one that can make this happen. Let's pray. God, I'm so thankful that your promises are true. And one of the promises I love from the Old Testament says that your faithfulness continues from generation to generation. To be reminded that no child, no generation is going to be abandoned. God, but you love and you are faithful and you are present and you are in every step of their life. God, you said the numbers of the hairs on their head you've numbered. God, you know their names. Each and every one that's here today, God, and you've brought them into a family. We're thankful for the seniors. God, we know that this is not the end. It is the beginning of a lifelong journey and a call. God, thankful that in Ephesians 2.10, Paul wrote that we are your workmanship, your handiwork, your masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good things that were prepared in advance for us to do. God, I pray you go with them as they do what they're called to do, and that's to be light in a dark world, to be salt. God, those things are difference makers. We thank you for the difference they've already made and they're going to continue to make. I'm glad you can make dead things breathe again. God, I'm so thankful you showed it in the resurrection. You showed that that power 
where it says rest inside of every believer. That no matter the baggage we carry, no matter the what we've done, where we've been, who we are, who our family is, God, we are all your children. God, that none of that matters, that you can bring dead things back to living. You can bring people. You can bring lives. You can bring reputations. You can bring families. You can bring towns. You can bring blocks back to life. You can do things that we see as impossible. And God, we rest in that today in this truth that maybe we're experiencing right now a movement of God like none of us have ever experienced. And God, I'm so thankful that these kids are leading the way. We love you. We thank you in the most powerful name that could ever be spoken. The name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm all about youth year and have normal worship team Sunday once a year. How about you all? Guys, give them one more big hand. Stand up for them. Give them a big hand.